Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to The Own It Show. As you know, our mission is to redeem the health of the world. And I've got a new book coming out on April 23rd, The Power of Ownership, Redeem Your Health, Live Life by Design, and Break the Relentless Pursuit of Normal. And if you go to thepowerofownershipbook.com right now, you can have access to the book. You can get access to all the behind the scenes content, the hidden videos, the blueprints, and also entered in a draw to have some personal one-on-one time with myself. And so that's at thepowerofownershipbook.com. Be sure to get that resource so that you can take ownership of your health. Until then, let's get back to the episode. I encourage you to really take a step back and challenge yourself in your thinking because something is going to have to die. The person that you are today is going to have to die to the person that you were called to be tomorrow. And in this process of preparation, it is going to take a certain level of patience. This is the Own It Show, where we tell stories of how everyday people made ownership theirs. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Own It Show. I'm your host, Justin Rothling Chauffeur, and I hope you are having a outstanding day. I don't know where you're listening to this today, but uh, whether you're in your car, whether you're working out or whether you're just going about your chores, I can't wait to really dive into our first episode of 2024. It's hard to believe that uh, we're in 2024. This has been three years of doing this show now. I was looking at the episode list the other day. We're creeping awfully close to episode 300, which is going to be pretty neat, a pretty cool milestone. But if you're new here and this is your first time at the show, first time listening to this show, really what we do is we tell stories of people who have decided to live in ownership, take ownership of their health, take ownership of their life and realize something different. And on this show, we really do a I think, a very intentional job of making sure that we can help guide you in terms of educating you on the resources and the tools and just empowering you to be able to go and level yourself up, mind, body, and spirit in a very holistic way so that we can enwrap your health in an elevated space because we know that health is wealth, time is the asset, and the only thing that protects that asset is making sure that we can elongate the time here on earth through optimizing our health. So this is what we do here. And uh, if, if again, if you're new and you're taking a look for some other episodes, we've got over 270 past ones that you can go take a look at, both solo episodes with me and guests that we've brought on. If you'd like to leave a review or leave comments, that helps us reach more people and ultimately empower people along the way. And I just love to hear how this show is actually starting to impact you because I think so often you get behind the camera, you do all your prep work, and you forget sometimes that you're impacting people in different ways and unique ways. And so I'd love to hear from each one of you, just throw in the comment section, just say, Hey, Justin, this was really impactful for me or throw it up on social media and tag us and let me know how this spoke to you, what aspects spoke to you and how we can continue to provide you with more quality, impactful information that's going to take you to the next level. And so a lot of people have been hearing this on social media. If you've been following me, if not at Justin Roth is my Instagram handle. You can get a whole bunch more information there on the best hacks, the different things that you can do when it comes to your health, ways in which you can be intentional and and just the way that I live in a very intentional way, the ownership or own it lifestyle. And what does that actually mean? But if you've been following me there, you know that I've been preparing for a marathon and I am not a runner. If you followed me in in my past, looking at 
my athletic career as a hockey player, all the way through my coaching career, then getting into CrossFit games, getting into the High Rocks games, getting into the DECA Fit series, getting into a lot of that hybrid athletes type of work. Strength and power is my forte. That's where I live. That's where I love to play. And to be honest with you, running has always been, uh, if it's over a mile, it's not for me. And so getting into this marathon thing has been pretty, pretty interesting. And I'm, there's this story that I've told often, but it was after my last collegiate hockey game. And I was like, man, I just feel empty. I don't know what I'm going to compete at. I don't know what I'm going to prepare for. And as me and a buddy were walking in the mall, uh, this is in Western Massachusetts, uh, there was this person sitting at a little table trying to convince people to run a, run a triathlon. And me being me, I was like, oh, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm fit enough to do that. I could go and just own this. Well, I went up to the table and I asked, okay, when is, when is this merit or when is this, this triathlon? And they said next weekend. And I was like, okay, done. Signed my name, paid, I think it was 50 bucks. And away I went. Weekend came up, got into the pool, I think once before showing up and didn't have any fueling with me. Didn't know what it took to fuel for a triathlon. Thought that just by simply being there, I could do everything that I needed to. So I got to the start line, was all excited. Uh, everybody had these like onesies on and I'm showing up with shorts and a t-shirt. And so you can, you can imagine I just stuck out like a sore thumb, didn't know what I was doing. And I got into the water. There was 77 participants and I started swimming. I started swimming, I started swimming, started swimming. And remember, I do not swim well. I swim like a rock. And as I started, this was my first free water, open water swim, started to panic as we got in the water. Everyone's like kicking. You can't see anything. There's all of a sudden a side to grab. And as I start swimming for a while, all of a sudden, I don't hear any noise. There's the, the splashing is gone. There's a sense of calmness. And a lot of you might be going, oh my gosh, you died. That's not the case. But I started to look around and there was nobody around. And I kept starting to swim and I could see them in the distance. They were getting further and further and further away. So I wasn't going the wrong direction. I was just very slow. And as I got close to finishing that swim, I started to hear applause. I started to hear claps. I started to hear this overwhelming and frankly out of place cheer for me. And I was like, man, I'm in last. Like, what are you cheering for? What is going on here? And as I slowly creep out of the water, I hear this splashing behind me. And if, if I was in Florida, like I live now, I'd be like, oh my gosh, it's an alligator. It's going to get me. But I turn around and it's this gentleman and he's crawling out of the water. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. I'm not the only one. But as he gets further out of the water, he starts to crawl on the sand that's leading up to the transition for the bike. And he has no legs. And so in fact, the applause was not for me. The applause was for this gentleman. And I was swimming at the same pace as somebody who has no legs. So I say that and I laugh because as I lean into now this marathon prep, which is just something that's completely outside of the norm for me, it's been very interesting to see how it's challenged me in what is now my word for 2024, which is patience. And when I think about the concept of patience, 
it's about allowing me to really go and do something that I've never done before. And if you are in this space, in this season of wanting to do something that you've never done before, you are going to have to prepare in a way that you've never done before. You're going to have to explore avenues and explore areas that you've never leaned into before. You're going to have to go and put yourself through things that you haven't done before, things that you maybe haven't valued before, things that you haven't leveled up and stepped up to the plate with before. And as you do this, I encourage you to really take a step back and challenge yourself in your thinking because something is going to have to die. The person that you are today is going to have to die to the person that you were called to be tomorrow. And in this process of preparation, it is going to take a certain level of patience. We live in this world where we think that we can just go so quickly. We can just continue to go from one thing to the next. We can be consistent for a week. Like I thought I could just go and do a swim and do a couple runs and all of a sudden go and hammer out a triathlon and do it with the same vigor, success and that, that I've done in the past. Yes, I completed it. Yes, I finished it in a fine time. Yes, I finished in the top 20 within that race. But that's besides the point. What we're talking about is how do you actually establish patience? How do you actually build something meaningful and sustainable? And so again, there's this acronym that I came up for, for patience, before I go into the four lessons that I've learned in preparing for this marathon. So when I think about patience, patience being that word of the year, this word of 2024, in 2023, it was the, the word, the word prepare. And if you go back to the podcast that I did on the acronym prepare, you'll understand what I was talking about when we were starting to actually break this down. But patience, patience is all about what it is that you are called to do. We are called to mature, but we can't mature ourselves overnight. It takes time. It takes time to get to a finished product. It takes time to move forward. And if we're actually honest with ourselves, we are going to be in a state of waiting, in a state of patience requirement our entire lives. You're always waiting for something. You're waiting for the bus. You're waiting for your check to hit. You're waiting for the perfect relationship to come along. You're waiting for your meal at the restaurant. You're waiting for the movie to start. You're waiting for the renovation to finish. You're always waiting for something because when vision is there, when you have a vision of what you're trying to accomplish, where you're trying to go, patience is the next step, but we want to circumvent that. We want to go through that. We want to skip that step and we wonder why our visions don't yet come true. We wonder why we struggle to get to our visions is because we haven't mastered patience. And so when I come back to what this acronym looks like, patience starts with P, prayerful pursuit, being so intentional with what it is we're called to do, praying on it all the time, praying on this vision. Where do I have to go? What do I have to do? What am I being called to? What do I need to do next? And then A is accountable awareness. It's one thing to be aware but it's another thing to be held accountable to that awareness because when we're held accountable to the awareness, we ultimately start seeing things that we wouldn't have seen before. I don't know if about you, but there's been so many times in my life where somebody has called out something that I've been doing the way that I've been acting. And I was like, man, I didn't even realize I was doing that. I, 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 I just couldn't, I, I, I didn't know that, but now that I see that you're right. And so when you are prayerful about the pursuit that you want, you can be called accountable or held accountable to things that you have not yet to become aware of. T is trust. You have to trust the process of where you're going. You have to trust the direction you're going. You have to trust the vision that you have 
the vision that you are striving for is going to come true. It will be inevitable so that you can ultimately lean there and you will have this trustworthy space of staying in it day in and day out. I, imagination and curiosity, stay with that imagination. Allow yourself to continue to see, continue to ideate, continue to have vision, continue to see what it is that has yet to come true because that imagination and curiosity will only keep you steady on this pace and allow you to maintain the patience. E is execution. When you're patient, it doesn't mean you're standing still. When you're patient, it means you're executing on all the fine details consistently, intentionally, day in and day out so that you can get to where you're trying to go. You talk about the pyramids. The pyramids weren't built in a day, but it was placing one brick and then another brick and then another brick and then another brick. And it was the execution that all of a sudden at the end, you found this monumental thing that somebody had cast vision for, but all of a sudden comes true. It took patience to get there. N, never-ending obedience. Obedience to what it is you're called to. Obedience to what it is that comes out of those prayerful pursuits. Never-ending obedience to what it is that you know you have to do in order to get to that next level. C, conviction. It's not enough just to want something. You have to be convicted to it. You're going to have another episode with me down the road here where I talk about what's the difference between a high-achieving, successful person and you. It's that you make decisions based off of your convenience, not based off of, con not based off of conviction. You make decisions based off of circumstance, not based off of commitments. And so when you all of a sudden become convicted of something, that is when something has staying power. And then lastly, E is expectation. You have to expect the outcome. Expect the outcome that you're being patient for. Again, another podcast I've got coming out talking about the power of inevitability knowing that there's really only one way in which we can live our lives, knowing that whatever it is we're hoping for, whatever it is we're trusting for, whatever it is we're waiting for, it's going to happen. It's inevitable because you're executing day in and day out. You're being obedient to what you've been called for. You have a conviction over that. And so knowing that patience is what it is that I'm called to this year, knowing that patience is what it is that I have as my word of the year, knowing that patience is what I am trying to cultivate. Hopefully that resonates a little bit with you and you can pull from that. But as I've been preparing for this marathon, I found myself on two, three hour, four hour runs. And I've never done these before. I've I found myself in very unfamiliar territory, found myself feeling things that I've never really felt before. And it started to really challenge me on what, what it is that I was doing. Why am I coming out of this way? And how am I ultimately showing up day to day? And so the first lesson that I've learned is if you want to develop patience, if you want to develop patience in anything and be have the staying power, the sustaining power to take you the distance, you have to have clear values. You have to have clear values on where you're wanting to go, what you're wanting to do and why you're wanting to accomplish it. Because it's not enough to say, I want to run a marathon. I've, I've thought about running marathons many times before, but what's the difference between this one and the last one? I have a clear value set. I have a clear purpose as to why I'm doing it. There's a group of people that are running it. There's a group of people that it's not about me and my time. It was actually all starting while I was pacing and helping somebody else prepare for this race. And I ultimately just said halfway through, you know what? I might as well just do it too. It started out of service and knowing what my values were, that I'm bold, that I strive for excellence, that I'm a man of service and a man of my word. That's where I was able to build the foundation to be able to say, hey, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm committing to. 
Number two is elevated standards. So often I see people who sign up for something or who commit to something. And again, they make decisions based off emotion. They make decisions based off of convenience. They make decisions off of feelings. You can't make decisions off feelings. You can't make decisions off emotion. You can't make decisions off of convenience because when you do, you're going to live a life of mediocrity. You're going to live a life that is average. You're going to live a life that lacks inspiration because this world tells you to make decisions off your feelings, off your emotions, but you're going to commit to something on January 1st, but then two weeks from then, you, you, you no longer want to train for that marathon. You no longer want to commit to something because you don't have the time. It's no longer convenient for you. It no longer fits your schedule. Well, if it doesn't fit your schedule two weeks from then, it obviously didn't align with your values in the first place. It obviously was out of alignment with what it is that you were called to do. So that means that you made decisions based off of ego or based off of what it would do for you rather than based off of the value system in which you have in place. And so when you start to have this order done, that elevates your ability to know, hey, I can now elevate my standards. What do I accept? What do I tolerate? What do I stand for? What am I committed to? I'm not making decisions anymore off of feelings, off of emotion, off of convenience, but rather off of conviction, rather off of the standard that I set that I'm drawing a line in the sand and I am not going across that. I am not stepping across that. I told myself that I had to run 25 miles this week. How am I breaking that up? I'm going to figure out a way to get it done. Does that mean that I have to start running later at night? Does that mean that I have to start getting up earlier in the morning? Does that mean that I have to start planning more intentionally throughout the day so that I can find the hour and a half to get that time in? What does that look like? But that's the challenge of elevating yourself through something physical that it has nothing to do with the physical concept. It has nothing to do about running seven miles. It has nothing to do about running 25 in a week. It has nothing to do about running 26.2 on any given day. It's actually not about race day. Race day is just the celebration. What's amazing is the preparation. That's the commitment. That's the conviction. That's the telltale of what actually goes on, that you can be disciplined enough to elevate your standards, to do what was required to show up on race day. And number three is an ownership mentality. And what do I mean by an ownership mentality? It means that you are willing to take responsibility, but you're also willing to be held accountable. And you can start to see how a lot of these words start to play into the acronym of patience that I laid out earlier. When you can start to step in and you can start to lean in to this ownership mentality, knowing that, hey, I'm going to put my hand up for someone to hold me accountable. I'm going to hold my hand up to actually go and meet somebody at 6.30 in the morning to do our runs, at 5.30 in the morning to do our runs, at 6 a.m. in the morning to do our runs, at 10 p.m. at night to do our runs, because we are committed to one another and we're going to hold each other accountable to make sure that happens. But the secondary component of that is to take responsibility. Because you can have all the accountability in the world, but if you don't want to take responsibility, you're going to find excuse after excuse after excuse. And if you're finding excuses, that means you're making decisions off of feelings and emotions. And if you're making decisions off of feelings and emotions, that means you didn't start with values in the first place. Do you see how this starts to stack? Lessons one, lessons two, lessons three. And so as we come into this, be the person that finds the intersection point of accountability and responsibility. 
Because the other type of person is one who wants to take responsibility, says, it's my fault. Oh, you know what? I didn't prepare well enough for that marathon. Oh, I didn't get that run done. But you didn't set the accountability measures up. You didn't have the team that was waiting for you at 6 a.m. You didn't have the other person that was pulling you out when you were in a funk or that was helping you when you didn't want to get your four, five, six, seven, eight, 10, 12, 18 miles in. But when you have that and you say, hey, I'm going to take responsibility and I'm going to level it up with accountability and you start to be that different person, that's when you start to develop ownership. That's when you start to see the patience start to build. That's when you start to be able to understand that it's not about doing a run preparation for two weeks or a month. It's about setting a goal and establishing a standard that I'm going to prepare for six months. I'm going to build the plan. I'm going to execute the plan. I'm going to do things day in and day out, even though they're just small, even though they don't seem big, even though they don't seem grandiose, but just doing the mundane over and over and over again that creates the inevitable result at the outcome. And then finally, it leads us into number four. And number four is all about finishing strong. I don't know how many people out there are listening to this, but it just pains me when somebody goes 95% of the way and then for the last 5% just mails it in. We're coming into a new year. We've just come through Q4. And I see this in so many organizations I go in and speak to. Well, all of a sudden we get into December or into November. And people start mailing it in. They're like, Thanksgiving's coming up. And then we've got Christmas and the new year. And for these last six weeks, I'm just going to mail it in. I'm going to come clock in, maybe show up, maybe not show up. No, finish strong. Finish strong. You've come 95% of the way, 95% of the way. And that's the difference between those that have the elevated lifestyle, that have the elevated ability to perform, that have the elevated mindset, the ones that you're looking up to versus the ones that are looking up to you. Finish strong. I was on a, the longest run, a cumulative training run of my life. I've done a half marathon before. I've never done a full marathon, but I fit if I did an 18 mile run. And on this 18 mile run, there's a lot of ups and, ups and downs. I know a lot of people have trained for a marathon before, but on this particular training run. I remember specifically looking at my watch because I've done a lot of seven milers. And so I know what seven miles feels like. The first run that I did that was 13 miles in about two months ago, I hadn't felt that in a long time. And I was sick to my stomach for the rest of the day. But all of a sudden, this 18 mile run at mile 11, I started to feel that same crappy feeling that was coming on 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 the 13 mile run. And then I felt great through mile 12 through 15. And then I started to feel the same thing at mile 15. And then I felt great for mile 16 and 17. Well, it would have been really easy just to mail in that last mile. Oh, I can see the finish line. I can see the house. I can see where we're trying to go. I can just kind of jog our way in. We can slow our pace down. We made it. We finished. We're going to get into the sauna. We're going to get into the cold plunge. We're going to get in front of the red light. We're going to go have our uh, hydration station ready for us. We're going to go and get into the Normatec boots. We're going to go and get into the hyperbaric oxygen chamber. Things are going to be great. We're good. We're just going to get there. Just mail it in. But no, what we did was we stuck to the pace. Why? Because we had an own it mentality. We knew that we had to show up and we had to do the small things, the mundane things, the little details that mattered so heavily. Why? Because we have an elevated standard, a standard that this is what we set. This is what we do. This is what we go for because this is aligned with our value system. This is truly not about what we are, but who we are and what do we stand for? And so when we can now know that we finish strong, you finish strong in anything. You're doing a renovation. You don't say you're going to finish on a Friday and you finish on the following Tuesday. 
you finish on the Friday. You don't have a deadline at work and say, hey, I'm going to get this report over to you by end of day and send it first thing the next morning. You finish strong. You don't go through the entire week working so hard only on Friday to have a lull day. You sleep in on Friday morning. You really don't focus on your work all day. You allow yourself to get distracted. You get half the work done you need because going into Saturday, you don't feel good. You don't feel like you did what you needed to. And so if you can finish strong, it allows you to have the confidence. It allows you to have the wherewithal. It allows you to have the staying power to know that I've prepared with the patience necessary to get to the next level. And I can carry this into every aspect of my life. And so these are the four things that matter. These are the four things I've learned on this marathon prep. These are the four things that you can take to really make sure that you're living a life in ownership to get different results. Because at the end of the day, I'm not running this marathon for the sake of running 26.2 miles. To be quite honest with you, I could care less about race day. I've, I've contemplated not even doing race day because it's not about that celebration. It's not about the win. It's not about getting past it because I'm going to cross that finish line and I'm going to go to bed and I'm going to wake up the exact same person the next day, throwing my shoes on, going for a run, getting in the gym, getting in the sauna, getting in the cold plunge, getting in front of the red light, eating the way I typically do. Nothing's going to change about me. It was a lesson I learned a long time ago. We put artificial finish lines on things. And if you put an artificial finish line on things, that just means that you're not willing to go the distance. You're not willing to truly pull out the potential that exists inside of you because the finish line that you've put on, that's not your finish line. That's the beginning of your next start line. And so you have to take a step back. You have to realize that it's not about the race. It's not about finishing. It's not about being able to point to your finished time. It's about what are you learning along the way? How are you taking everything that you're learning and establishing a discipline, establishing a mindset that takes you to a greater level? It's about creating clear values. It's about elevating your standards. It's about creating an ownership mentality so that you can have the patience and the wherewithal and the staying power that life is going to require out of you in order to get to where you're trying to go next. And ultimately, it's about finishing strong. It's about being that person that's known as a finisher. Because get this, this is a writer downer. Everybody can start. Anybody can start, but champions finish. And champions make decisions off of commitments and convictions, not off of feelings, not off of circumstance, and not off of emotion. And so if you want to be different, you're going to have to live different because we know success is available to those who do things differently. It's been great. I love you guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs> 